Hello, fellow Powderhounds, and welcome to this Aspen, Colorado episode. It's Saturday, April 25th, 2020, and let's get right to it. As with all episodes, the point of the featured mountain is to promote the ski area. Of course, world-class Aspen Mountain does not need help with promotion. Regardless, and in the spirit of promoting the ski area, I'm rocking an Aspen t-shirt, which you can't see, but uh, trust me, I'm wearing it, uh, which I picked up to help me remember a pretty incredible day, uh, a couple days on the slopes out there. Uh, well, not from Colorado, I'm drinking a uh, New England Brewing Company Supernaut IPA. If I wasn't on lockdown, I'd likely have a new Belgium fat tire in hand. Now, unlike most of the trails at Aspen, my experience is by no means expert. See what I did there, fellas? That's what you need to be on the lookout for. Well, I've been, well, I've been to Aspen twice. My most recent trip featured skiing uh, each mountain in the area uh, after ripping across Winter Park for a few days. Uh, that time helped me better understand what Aspen was all about. Uh, while there are a ton of well-versed experts on all things Aspen, I'm going to attempt to navigate the deep powder of this glamorous place. So before I introduce my awesome guests awaiting to jump in, I'd like to provide a brief history of both the mountain and the ski area. Aspen was put on the map during the mining rush of the late 1800s. Silver ore was the product, not gold, and flourished during the boom where wealthy business people like Jerome Wheeler, half-owner of Macy's Department Store, invested. That boom was short-lived as Congress demonetized silver in 1893 and Aspen busted for almost 40 years, which resulted in lots of people leaving and lots of still-new Victorian homes becoming abandoned and dilapidated. Hard-nosed farmers, ranchers remained on this remote outpost at 8,000 feet above sea level. Not until 1936 did things change. Andre Roque, a Swiss avalanche specialist, was brought in by locals to design a ski area to reflect the newly trending winter activity. By 1937, Roque Run was cut, and shortly thereafter, ski lifts, ski schools, and lodging followed. As skiing grew in popularity, so did celebrity visits, mostly so celebrities had a place to blend in and pretend to be a local. That has definitely reversed in recent years, with paparazzi swarming celebrities and locals running the other way. Early ski ski celebrities, as they're, as they're called, uh, that attracted folks were Klaus Obermeier, who arrived in 1947 and produced some of the earliest ski clothing, parkas, turtlenecks, waterproof shells. I actually rocked my Obermeier duffel bag for Site One visits, Tim. Uh, Stein Erickson, racer, ski school director, and from all accounts, mostly through pictures and ski videos, an all-around fun guy. Uh, and according to at least one recent stand-up show, Kevin Hart and his family call Aspen home for a week each December. Fast forward to modern day, and Aspen Mountain is one of the handful of ski areas located in the heart of the Roaring Fork Valley. Getting to Aspen takes some commitment as I-70 passes a handful of major ski areas along the way, some you can see from the highway, yet you still have a two-hour journey ahead of you. Of course, you could always fly into Aspen, too. Uh, Aspen Mountain is tucked away as the last mountain in a series of big-time ski areas along Route 80. Uh, lastly, Walter Pepka, one of the early founders, realized that she, the sheer natural beauty, location, and promise of the area would attract people, and with proper development could be a perfect place for artists, scientists, scholars, builders, philosophers, and other thought leaders in their fields to gather and exemplify the vision of mind, body, and spirit. The Aspen Institute, Aspen Music Festival, and of course, winter sports competitions, including World Alpine Championships, the World Cup, X Games, are just a few examples of that lasting vision. The sidewalks of Aspen are lined with people wearing designer jackets, cowboy hats, ski boots, and berets. Ski bums, college students, families, billionaires visit the same restaurants, bars, and stores. Well, maybe not every store. Just don't think of buying a house in Aspen anytime soon. The average single-family home is $7 million. So there you have it. Aspen's 100-year history in a few minutes. Now it's time to meet those awesome guests. We have two guests in this Aspen episode. My man, Mr. Gans and the Bank Show. Um, <laughs> Mike and Tim recently... Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, hey, guys? Of course, welcome to the show. Uh, before we dig into Aspen, we uh, I'd like uh, tell us a little about your uh, skiing and riding resume. I'm going to start with uh, Mr. 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 Mike. Uh, Mike, how long have you been skiing? I started skiing in seventh grade. Um, skied all the way through high school. Um, 
wasn't able to ski through college or grad school, and then when I uh, moved up to New England, um, picked up again in 2006. So I've um, been skiing for probably 25 years now. Well, it certainly looks that way, man. You have a great form, and you're quite aggressive on the slopes. Uh, and part of that aggressiveness, I'm going to gather, is based because you have some pretty good gear. What uh, what kind of skis are you rocking? Actually, just got a new set of skis this year. Um, so they're, they've had one season under their belt, or part of one at least, um, and they are K2 poachers. All right, K2 Poachers. I had the K2 Apaches before I got my vocals, so uh, I know those K2s well. You like them? Or you just got yeah, them? You know, yeah, you had them for the season. They're, okay. they're, uh, yeah. they're, a, uh, they're a twin tip ski, um, redesigned um, and put under a new name this year. So um, I was able to take them out to Aspen with me, and they handled everything fantastic. And you guys got some snow, which we will dig into in a little bit, so uh, that's good to hear. Now, um, you are, like I am, uh, we're based on the East Coast, uh, so what would you say is your home or go-to mountain? Um, I would say my favorite mountain on the East Coast is Killington. Um, spent a lot of time there. Um, used to do a ski house with some friends in Killington, so, um, you know, it's convenient, it's easy, um, just a great place to And they are first to open and last to close, so that is always helpful too. Uh, I think I might have, I think we might have crashed uh, actually one of your Killington weekends this season. In fact, or was it last season? Um, anyway, and then uh, what would you say? Looking a little ahead to our Aspen conversation, what would you say would be your go-to trail uh, at Aspen or one of the other uh, mountains or area? Uh, the Highlands Bowl. Okay. Okay, okay. Now, I, uh, I know there's the Temetry Bull. I don't know if that's the one, but uh, we will dig into that. That's good to know that Highlands kind of rose to the top uh, on your trip. Uh, now, Mr. Timmy, Mr. Bankshow, uh, you are a illustrious rider, and uh, how long have you been uh, uh, making that craft happen? Yeah, I started in third grade, um, but actually before that... Um skied prior to, to riding ah, okay. uh, not for very long uh, I took a big break <laughs> during school and then probably the last 15 or so years uh, been doing it pretty seriously and we go out west every year so loving it yes you do yes you do and now you have you bring your own gear uh, what kind of uh, what kind of board do you have what, what are you rocking I know you get around pretty easily uh, kicking out of your, uh, your <laughs> kicking out of the board and hiking up a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm rocking a Never Summer uh, Prototype Two. It's a couple years old. Uh, prior to that, I was a longtime Burton fan. Uh, decided to okay. switch it up and yeah. love, loving it. Um, really good flex and uh, it's been been great in the trees and uh, all all over. Can't keep up with you in the trees, man, that's for sure. Uh, now, you are uh, currently located in the heart of ski country uh, northeast uh, without assuming anything from a simply ge a geographical perspective. What would your home or go-to mountain uh, be, at least on the East Coast, um, and, uh, and, and maybe why? Yeah, uh, well, right now I'm, I'm closest to Okemo, so that's kind of home mountain for me. Uh, good variety. I know how to get away from the crowds. Um, original home mountain on the East Coast was uh, Jiminy Peak. Oh yeah, Jiminy, uh, yeah. Was, yeah, right, right by my uh, my hometown in, in New York and in Lebanon. Um, so that that would be my other choice. Now, are they? Um, is it? Am I thinking Catamount or Jiminy Peak is right on the Mount Mass New York border? Yep. Yeah, Jiminy Peaks on the. Okay. Okay. Side. Okay. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, they have great, uh, great night skiing. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Don't we don't talk about night skiing a lot, but that is uh, that's a total. I mean, it's just fun. I mean, we don't do it a lot. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't. Yep. Um, so that's that's good to know. Uh, now, uh, would you? I know you were with Mike on the uh, the Aspen trip. Would you agree that uh, the Highlands, or did you have a different take? Don't be pressured. If you're <laughs> when you're thinking about your Aspen experience, what would you say? Maybe your favorite area. Uh, or uh, or mountain. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go Highland Pole as well. Um, so much so that I uh, I hiked it twice. It was uh, great powder that day and uh, couldn't get enough. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to definitely dig into that. No question about it. Uh, but first, if you guys are up for it, we're going to play our first game. <clears throat> now, this game, gentlemen, it's called True or False. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good, uh, good warm-up. <clears throat> now, it sounds simple, right? We will see. So here it goes. First game. First true or false. Here we go. Aspen Snowmass consists of four ski areas. Uh, 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 Mike. True. Tim. True. You are correct. You are correct. Now, yes, that might have been an easy, uh, you know, question because, uh, you know, we're, you guys have just been there. And, uh, but yes, uh, for those listening who have not been to Aspen, uh, Aspen Snowmass consists of four ski areas, Aspen, Aspen Highlands, which you just heard, uh, some really good, uh, uh, feedback from at, at about and uh, buttermilk as well as snow mass and we'll get into a little bit more of that uh, Highlands a little bit more rustic feel at least from my perspective buttermilk is the host of the X Games and snow mass uh, is uh, Well, if you like terrain, they got it uh, So those are your four mountains. So you guys are tied after the first uh, question there um, <laughs> I won't do the play-by-play don't worry. All right true false Ski trails at Aspen Mountain are only marked as intermediate or expert. Mike. True. Tim. True. Correct. Surprisingly, 52% of the trails at Aspen Mountain are expert and 48% are more difficult to most difficult. So that's at least a blue square. There are no beginner trails at Aspen. When you think about that, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, and if you look at a trail map, uh, there are actually double diamonds that open up uh, to like the base area, like to the street. <laughs> it's absurdly close to the base area. Um, okay, you guys are doing great. Uh, uh, here we go, true false. Snowmass is the second largest ski area in the country with 3,000 acres. Mr. Gans. Tim. Second largest. Mm. I'm going to say false as well. You're both wrong. It is actually true. Snowmass is the second largest ski area. Uh, only Big Sky is bigger than them with 5,080 acres. So again, uh, that was in uh, North America. And uh, there you go. Uh, Snowmass is pretty big, but uh, Big Sky is bigger. All right, true or false, Aspen hosted the U.S. National Ski Races in 1941. Mike. True. Tim. False. It is true. Uh, they did, and technically they weren't officially open, which is the, the wildest thing about that. Um, true or false, hourly parking in downtown Aspen is $6 an hour. Mike. <laughs> Tim. I'm going to go false. It is true. And the only uh, reason no. we know that is because Ellen could not believe it when she got out of the... She didn't look that closely. She just put her credit card in, I think, and then like came out or looked at her bill or something and was like, what? <laughs> 12 hours or $12 for, you know, an hour and 10 minutes to do something. So, uh, yeah, we took the bus after that. Um, okay. One more and we'll move on. Uh, um, two more, uh, true, false, snow mass opened before buttermilk. Mike. True. Tim. It is false. Tim, you got that one. Uh, Buttermilk opened in 1958 along with Aspen Highlands, and Snowmass opened in 1967. All right, final one, and we will move on. Uh, John Denver, true or false, John Denver made his home on Snowmass where the area's natural beauty inspired him to write Rocky Mountain High. Mike. True. Tim. True. It is actually false. He lived in Aspen. <laughs> Not snowmass, but that's okay, guys. After uh, the first game, uh, we're uh, we're pretty much neck and neck. Uh, Mike's with four, Tim with three. So uh, great job on that uh, that first game, guys. Thanks, thanks for playing. Now we're gonna transition to uh, to talk about the ski area. 
And again, uh, we're talking uh, about Aspen Mountain, which opened officially in 1947, uh, before the other three mountains in the area. And just to give folks a quick overview, uh, I like to call this the mountain profile. We have an elevation of 11,212 feet at the summit. Skeeble Acres, 675. Trails, 76. Lifts, 8. Average snowfall, 300 inches. And vertical drop, 3,267 feet. There's your ski area. Now, I'd like to kick off uh, sort of the Aspen conversation a little bit about my experience, and then I definitely want to bring in uh, my awesome guests who've had a more recent experience. I was out there last season, and uh, like I mentioned, <clears throat> I was able to ski all, uh, all the mountains in, uh, in the, the, the time I was there. Um, my legs were a little sore, though, after having been at Winter Park for a few days visiting some family and friends. But um, I got to say, Aspen was uh, pretty, um, pretty memorable. Um, the town itself obviously is, is very well set up, very walkable. Um, it's kind of wild to see some, you know, just crazy, rust, you know, old school kind of kind of brew pubs, um, bars next to like the most high end store I've ever seen. Um, so much so I don't even know that brand and there's lots of people in that store. So sort of that, um, kind of glamorous kind of feel was, was evident, but then, you know, there was this awesome like bus system that took you around for free, which I understand actually the parking price is subsidized. So that's $6 an hour actually goes towards paying the bus, which kind of maybe makes some sense. Um, so I thought it was really easy to get around even when, um, you know, Ellen and I split up, um, our, our time. And you know, I gotta say the um, just the, the the amount of terrain, the the each mountain very had a really kind of unique kind of character to it, um, and I kind of got lost a little bit at Aspen. You know, um, I was there when it wasn't busy, um, at least the first day, and was able to do laps on Aspen. Um, kind of found myself i think on skiers right most of the day off bell um i think bell mountain is the main area uh, off gentleman's ridge is the trail that comes to mind um and just having some just great great runs there um and everything kind of funneling down into like the main fall line i thought was 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 cool but it was actually there wasn't a whole lot of time to rest your legs at aspen i felt um, and like I said earlier, the double diamonds sort of being right by the base and, and wa you know, opening up or, or washing out at like the base, uh, like where the, where the cars are, where the, you know, the, uh, buses drop you off was, was kind of wild. So just that setup was, was really memorable to me. You know, Highlands, I, I didn't, I, again, I wasn't with you guys and I want to hear about your, your back bowl experience, but, uh, I felt it was, had a little bit more rustic kind of feel to it. Not a whole lot of. A lot of stuff in that little kind of um, kind of it felt like a new little base area, uh, but did have some good runs. I think down Sodbuster, uh, which is sort of this fall line glade, which uh, which was great. Um, and then um, at least going over to Snowmass, my gosh, it stays with me today. It wasn't even a hard run, but I think it's called Dallas Freeway. It's just this like wide open like just forever blue kind of cruiser but there's trees and like obstacles sporadically on the trail but it just kind of goes on forever so you can see like you still see the trail out of your peripheral vision even when you're going down the trail straight it's just enormously wide um and um and and just that and that's just one trail of like you know almost 200 trails at snowmass so you know just a whole lot of different terrain um you know gate access terrain which is you know certainly not not so much found on the east coast but certainly out west um was was everywhere and and then after a day on the slopes you know just coming back and and being able to just sort of kick it up in, in aspen it was really easy to get a table i thought um some of the, the restaurants were great not as expensive as i thought they might be um and uh i definitely want to talk <laughs> definitely going to mention a, a kale salad in a minute but um, let me bring you guys in, like, um, you know, I want to just overall kind of, you know, what was your feel when you got to, when you got to Aspen, you know, you guys obviously were, were pretty excited, you were part of a big group trip that, alas, I was not part of this year, but previous years I have been, and I definitely missed you guys, but, you know, what was uh, that initial thought when you, when you kind of touched down and, and got settled in the house and were getting ready, getting your ski equipment ready for that first day on the slopes? 
Mike, you want to kick it off? Well, yeah. Um, so I, we were really lucky. Um, I have a friend who is a physical therapist who works in Snowmass, um, actually works at a physical therapy clinic on the mountain. So um, as we were planning the trip, I was definitely picking his brain as far as uh, where to stay, uh, you know, what trails and which mountains, um, you know, where to hit on what days, stuff like that. Um, and he suggested for us that, you know, if we were looking for a big group that we could probably find something with better prices closer to Snowmass um, than staying in Aspen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up doing that. And uh, you know, we, we started out at Snowmass the first day, did Highlands and Aspen, and then um, finished up the fourth day back at Snowmass. So um, such a huge ski area. It was really nice to be able to divide the mountain kind of in half and not have to worry about trying to cover all the train in one day mm-hmm. um, and doing too much traversing. So, And I'm sure it was nice to, at least when you landed, although you came from Denver, everyone else flew in, as I re- recall, but uh, at least staying on a, a snowmass aside, sometimes that like turn when like the, the street gets really narrow and there's like a really abrupt right turn like into Aspen, like from the the main road like it backs up like crazy so so maybe if you didn't have to go into aspen like every time that might actually be kind of nice again if it was a busy time but um now did you feel um you know i know you guys were at a house so you know you kind of like as i recall there's lots of entertainment in the ski house with a lot of good friends and uh there's no shortage on that but when you got into sort of the aspen I guess, uh, downtown or even, you know, sort of the, the other base areas, did you sort of feel like that wow factor sort of that? I'm always, I'm just sort of curious that like, did that sort of like, Oh, Aspen, you know, kind of the snooty kind of, did you kind of get that feel or again, because the terrain really is so, so massive and, and, uh, and different that, uh, you kind of didn't necessarily get that kind of, kind of feel. I personally, I like you said. I thought it was, a, you know, spread out. Each mountain kind of has its own personality, and mm-hmm. each base area kind of aligns with that personality. So I think it depends where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like it had as much snootiness as you know some other places that we've gone in the past. Um, I think one of my one of my favorite places that we stopped in was uh, uh, Vanga Vanga, which was. Uh, off of snow mass and we got got some food there on the first day yeah um it was just like super excited to be there and great great vibe out on the deck uh, uh great yeah. place to get you know drinks and food so you know i think uh you know you can kind of still find what whatever you're looking for depending on uh what that is yep 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 no that's a good point that's a good point definitely there's a different feel um and even yeah even the the base areas uh yeah it just it just seemed like a you know regular ski area (laughs) it's really just sort of maybe when you kind of look at some of the uh the stores and uh next to uh you know whatever you know restaurant or something and you're like why yeah the the real estate (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah seven million dollars for a a single family home that's 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 a bit bit of a steep price point um all right so let's dig in a little bit about that terrain now um i you know i i again was was really wowed again with the diversity but um you know i i guess i want to jump right down and 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 really kind of hear what you guys your experience was like in the highlands bowl um again don't want to pretend to be an expert on every trail uh in 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 aspen but um uh, I know there's there's uh, at least the bowl I went into is the the Temetry Bowl um, there and and this could be a different one but but talk talk to me about that now I know the area got some snow while you were there if or or maybe right before you got there so this was I think and again you guys correct me if I'm wrong and please tee up tee it up um, that you had some good you had some good cover you had some good uh, good base good fresh base um, for your Highland experience. before we did Highlands because it was snowing pretty much the whole snowed the day before snowed the whole weekend before we got there yeah um I mean it was I think they they had 14 or 15 inches and then they had another three or four each of the first two nights um so we were skiing fantastic fresh stuff yeah it was great 
Now, are we talking about like uh, get your avalanche whistle out and make sure you can see see your ski friend or, or riding friend? Uh, because yeah, definitely from what I heard from uh, from the reports back, yeah, it was uh, it was just you could have timed it better. Um, so regardless of how much it was, you were you were skiing a basically fresh powder in that back bowl. Is that sort of what uh, what we're what we're what we're what would be feeling? What would be looking at? Yeah, I think that's pretty happy. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, did you um, was talk to me about the crowds? Because you guys, I think, went on an off week. So this was was this pretty much sort of the crew alone in most of in most cases on on the mountain uh, for the for the stretch. can't ask for anything more than that <laughs> laps yeah, and laps like like you said it was uh you know an off week and we also happened to be skiing a couple of days during during the week so definitely helped out now were your legs burning by again if you're doing that sort of progression um there's no rest for the weary i mean even there's again i i really remember like there weren't at least, uh, I think on Highlands and Aspen, Stomass is bigger, so it probably wasn't as bit of an issue. But like, and Buttermilk certainly has a lot of beginner terrain. But like, there just weren't that many kind of trails you take a take a run off. You know, like you just sort of kind of lay back, maybe behind your skis, or <laughs> kind of, you know, um, you're just kind of constantly working it. Um, and you guys probably were too, if you had you know sort of fresh snow. Now, Tim, you said you did this hike twice. Now, now let's just kind of walk through uh, again, just so we're clear. You guys are you're going through the gate, right, to get to sort of this area, or was this um, like how did you find this this hike? Like, was there because um, for some reason I recall there being a little bit of uh, intel or recall that went into it. Or was it more of just sort of, uh, you know, kind of like, hey, that's open. <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it was that hard to hard to find. Uh, you mentioned the the t- Temerity Bowl. It's it's basically kind of right off of that. Like you, okay. you go through the gate and then they offer uh, a snowcat that takes you about a third or halfway up and then the hike takes you up from there okay um, to the top top of the highland bowl um so the, the powder up there even even on the warmer days and, and part of the time where things were skied off like by the time we got up there it was so fresh oh yeah um, that was why i wanted to do it again yeah and i think the um so again just like the combination of where it's located i mean people aren't the average per- skier even if they're you know an expert they're not they're not going to take the extra effort to do that Right. So you really are, you know, you're really going to just have that like sort of fresh, um, uninterrupted, no, nobody around experience that I think all skiers and snowboarders, you know, long for and, you know, wish everyone run was like that. So um, I'm sure I'm sure it was painful. That's that two thirds of the way that needed to be manually achieved. But um, um, it, yeah, it definitely sounds like it was super worth it. Now, where did you come out? Like, are you talking like, you know, you were, you were coming down, uh, took you like a good chunk of time to get down and then you might've had to trek out or 
is it uh, were you able to kind of easily get back onto the um, on on piste? The uh, I mean, so you know, the hike itself is like a thousand vertical, and um, and again, you know, they tell you it, it could take anywhere from thirty to sixty minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. That's that's but, some serious time. Yeah, and, you know, and again, Tim, uh, I think Tim did it in 30 minutes. I did it in about 45 minutes. Well, Tim's like a cheetah, right? I mean, Tim, you're like a, yeah. you're in the best shape of all of us. And, uh, I don't know about that. No, I, I think so. <laughs> well, my, my nickname is the Mountain Goat. The Mountain Goat. I'm sorry. That's another cheetah. <laughs> I'm thinking about some store in downtown Aspen. Sorry, guys. Uh, yes, the Mountain Goat. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of the group, it took them about an hour to get to the top. Wow. Um, so, okay. yep. um, and even my friend who, who lives in, uh, Aspen, um, when I told him that Tim did it, did it twice and did it in a half hour, both times he goes, there's no way he's from the East coast. It's like, yeah, he's, he's the Billy goat. He's from the East coast. <laughs> um, so yeah, it takes you about an hour to get up there and then you're so gassed that, you know, you really need to take a break at the top and then you've been guzzling water to try to stay hydrated the whole time so you really have to pee at the top but it's so yep. freaking cold that you just want to get down but your legs can't handle it yet so oh, it was brutal absolutely uh, but uh i think there was i think there's like at least um like 20 different runs or lines that you can take off of it uh, we ended up going far 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 skiers right okay. um, and then going through the trees i can't remember if it was it was one of the G's. I think it was like G five or G four. Um, I mean, it's pretty steep terrain. Um, you know, we're talking like you know forty degree, forty five mm-hmm. degree pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just dumps you down into this valley, and then gets you back to I want to say it's the same spot as the uh, the uh, deep temerity lift. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And that's where you kind of pop out of. Uh, but it, you know, it took us an hour to get to the top and, and rest and then start heading down. It probably took us another 45 minutes just to, to make our way down with breaks and, um, and everything else. So it, it was definitely worth every minute of it though. A glorious, glorious 45 minutes. <laughs> oh man. That's, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm smiling right now thinking about it. It sounds awesome. I mean, you're probably what, close to 12,000 feet at that point. Like you said, all the different, you know, cold, sweaty, thirsty, winded, um, but you know, then being able to like really cash it in and to have that awesome epic run, um, and, and, and even have two of those epic runs, Tim. So the Mr. Mountain Goat. So, um, now that, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that, that could not, uh, that just couldn't be beat. I'm sure that was, it was tough to probably top that, but, um, you have a great story to tell. And, uh, now actually I have one other question about that. Did anybody get scared? Did we have to nurse anybody down the hill, or was everyone good to go? Not you guys, but the other people in the group. Um, one person definitely did make the hike. Okay. Uh, okay, we don't need to make names. That's okay. Right. <laughs> and, and then you know, the other thing about the hike, too, is the, uh, the cat takes you a third of the way. Yeah. You, the way the ridges of it work, you think you're at the top when you're only about halfway or you still have a, probably a third of the way left. Oh, okay. Um, it's called, I think it's called Heart Attack, Heart Attack Hill. Oh, um, okay. And then you, you just come over this ridge and you're like, oh, I'm there. And then you realize that you still got another third left. False. Uh, this is just, oh. I, I can't believe that I still got to keep going. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, 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 the few guys who were, who were bringing up the rear of the group there just, uh, were so gassed by the time they got to the top and then we're all rested and like ready to start going yeah um it was pretty intense yeah and then yeah. we actually showed up and we're like are you ready yet our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's always the tough thing we like not... go ahead no i was gonna say you know that was that was the most intense hike that we did yeah um we did two other hikes at snowmass as well which were both fun and uh, much easier uh, mm-hmm. than that one okay okay yeah no just come to think of it just like the uh when you're like you know it's sort of the same thing the last person to hike up or whatever is like the person that's skiing behind the group that finally catches up to the group to like take the break and they just got there it stopped and then everyone else is like all right time to go (laughs) so you're just winded uh but hey you know that's hey that's what it's all about and 
And hey, I mean, it's like that. That was a that was a big, big, big lift. I mean, it just was. And um, you know, that's that's awesome that you can that you did it and that you can talk about it and uh, and share it. So thank you for doing that. And uh, uh, I'm again, I'm, I'm I'm bummed I wasn't there, but damn it, now that you guys, you know, we got the mountain goat and, and experienced uh, Sherpas here. Um, you know, future trips, we will definitely be doing some, some hiking. Um, before we wrap up the skiing section, I did need to ask, I'm sure there was a few, at least one or two downhills. Um, for those who don't know, uh, this has been a trademark move of this, uh, our little ski group here where essentially at some point in the day, probably towards the end, we decide that uh, it's a great idea to ski or ride down the mountain as fast as we can, and whoever gets to the bottom wins. And I'm just curious, um, because these are like serious mountains <laughs> that you probably might not want to do that, uh, at least from the top. Um, did that happen, and, and where, and, and how did it go? <laughs> uh, day four. I was skiing a half day because I had to uh, head back to, to get my wife and uh, daughter to the airport so that I could go to a conference in Denver. And uh, my friend who lives in Aspen, um, he was skiing with us and he said, all right, you know, there's this blue that'll take us all the way back to the base. Um, I think it was Adams Avenue or Eddie Al, one of the, one of the two. And uh, we just all just booked it as, as fast <laughs> as we could. And uh, I'm pretty sure Matt either made a wrong turn or he made the right turn. We all made a wrong turn because we lost him at the end. Yeah. My friend James was, I, I couldn't keep up with them. I think I hit 50 like mid fifties, I yeah. was booking it. He was at least 10, 15 miles an hour faster than I was going. Um, Those skis I mean, did was, not fail you. <laughs> yeah, and we were uh, we were booking it. Wow. Um, so I think James won. I think Matt came in second. I don't know. After that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you know, this is sort of our little uh, badge of honor and our, and again, unofficial badge of honor. Usually it's whoever can stay up the latest, but um, uh, we're going to go with this. And, and I think it's uh, it's from Ski School, right? Uh, the original uh, Ski School movie. So, um, uh, you Hot know. Dog, the movie. Oh, it's Hot Dog. That's right. Again, the quintessential movie to bring on the ski trip. So I missed that too this year. Damn. Um, all right. Well, hey, um, hey, we'll leave it there. It's always good to hear, um, uh, you know, when a downhill uh, gets gets run. Um, before, like I said, we're just switch off the mountain. Um, when you guys did go into town, whether or not it was Aspen or um, Snowmass, uh, you know, base areas, that kind of thing, um, were there any places, bars, restaurants, breweries that you uh, liked, would recommend? Um, I did go to Hops Culture and Comfort Food, where we got, I think, chicken and waffles, a bunch of uh, a, a flight of beers, which was really fun. Um, and then I talked about it earlier. Uh, queued it up earlier, the White House Tavern, known for the most odd combination of food, but it's a kale and peanut butter vinaigrette salad, and I will just say it was the most delightful, tastiest salad I've probably ever eaten, so much so that I looked it up online before this, and uh, the recipe has since been stolen, and you can find it on TripAdvisor, Kitchen Fiddler, Pinterest, and a few other websites. I kid you not. So um, kale, peanut peanuts for peanut butter vinaigrette dressing, um, and they had a great tap list. So um, we didn't get out too far. And I think we went to Ajax. We got uh, the uh, their famous sweet potato fries or, or uh, no truffle fries. Um, I think those were our three spots. But were there any places? Oh, in the Sunrise Bakery, I think it was. They open at six thirty. For those of us on East Coast time who could not really sleep in, uh, oh no, Paradise Bakery, I'm sorry, Paradise Bakery, they open at 6.30 for East Coasters who just need to get up and get some coffee going. Um, those are my kind of couple places. Do you guys go anywhere that you recommend? Or were you kind of housebound and, and cooked, you know, cooked in and, and did all that? Tim, do you remember the name of the brew pub we went to at Highlands? No, uh, at Aspen before we went up for the fancy dinner. Ooh, fancy dinner. Crutate? No, I don't. Um, 
I was just thinking after after the long day at Highlands, we went to uh, the bar right at the base area. That was that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Bar. Shot skis. Ah yes, yes. It's another trademark uh, activity from the the. <laughs> Our ski group whether or not that they actually had that there or, or did you do that back of the house <laughs> no they had it all right it's uh it's like a king pitcher kind of night oh very cool all right all right well we will dig into the uh the name of that place in our uh our follow-up correction colar i call it when i have to make corrections to uh, the episodes <laughs> Um, and, uh, well, if you think of it, jump in later, but, um, I want to kind of move on since we, uh, time is always of the essence. Want to guys get some, uh, your, your overall reaction to your Aspen experience. Again, you can take it in totality with Highlands, with Snowmass, with, with the whole thing. If you had to rank it on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, what would you give Aspen at from an overall experience for a skier, snowboarder who's thinking about making it their annual trip next season? Uh, anybody, Tim, why don't you kick it off? Well, I'll, I'll add a comment. Uh, we talked a lot about Highlands. Um, Snowmass was great because the terrain, uh, we did hit Aspen Mountain, um, one of the days after, uh, Highlands mm-hmm. and it was great to get out on the sun deck and, you know, point over to Highlands and be like, Hey, we hiked that. Um, so definitely give a shout out for, uh, sun deck and, uh, everything Aspen Mountain has has uh, to offer, but yeah. I think overall, uh, as an area, I, I'd give it a nine out of ten. Nice, solid. A minus. <laughs> it's an A. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Gans, man, what do you think? I would put it in my top three of ski trips um, based on terrain and experience. Ooh, top uh, three. That done as, as part of our group. All right, all right. Now that was three trips, right? Now, <laughs> all right. So it's yeah. right up there. It's right up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, in uh, in Colorado alone, you know, I've done Steamboat twice. We've done Vale, Breck, yep. Keystone. Um, absolutely love the Aspen area. Awesome. And again, you know, you got to go past Winter Park and Breck, and yep. You know, all, all the other you know, all the other places. So um, the people who are there really want to be there, and just you know fantastic uh you know really good difficult terrain Um, if you're looking for you know double blacks and some extreme stuff uh it's definitely a great place to hit it up awesome awesome that sounds like a pretty good nine ish nine ish on the scale so we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna put end it there and uh thank you guys for sharing about aspen and um um i'm with you right there i had a great time and um, I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, we're going to get in the <laughs> – I'm going to put a pin in it in that for a minute. We're going to get back to that. But we want to jump to our second game. It's a new game, actually. Um, haven't done this before, but uh, Aspen being the glamorous, fabulous, fabled place that it is, this game, new game, is called Name That Movie. So I'm going to give you guys a list of the actors and actresses, their real names, not their characters, the real names – uh, in movies either taking place in Aspen or were filmed in Aspen. And you just need to name that movie, okay? I'm going to give you three or four hints if you can't get it right away. Um, all th- there's five of them. Uh, you'll know all five movies when it's revealed, but um, you might not obviously know their names. We'll see how it goes. Ready? Any uh, You guys good? I uh, hope you are. Here we go. Aspen Extreme. Ah, we'll see. Is that on there? Maybe. Uh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, these are their actresses and actors' real names. Lauren Holly, Mike Starr, Jeff Bridges, Jim Carrey, 1994, Samsonite, Seabass, Toilet Issues. Dumb and Dumber. Timmy! That's right. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Of course. Aspen. Mr. Samsonite. All right, second movie. Where Ka- beer flows like wine. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates, Ron Livingston, Brittany Murphy, Holly Hunter, 2004, Palm Pilots, The Kippy Con Show. Kathy Bates, Ron Livingston, Brittany Murphy, Holly Hunter. Nothing. 
This is probably the most obscure, but when it's when it's revealed, you'll probably know. All right, we're going to skip that one and uh, come back to it. Number three, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Kurt Russell, Tom Cruise, 2001, Plastic Surgery, Flashbacks, 100-Foot Skyscraper. We'll move on. <laughs> Number four, <laughs> Paul Gross. Finola Hughes, Terry Polo, Pete Berg, 1993, Powder 8, Cocaine, Avalanche. That's the next group. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last one, Luke Wilson, Selma Blair, Victor Garber, Reese Witherspoon, 2001, Something to Prove, Sorority, Harvard Law. Yes, Mr. Gans. All right, all right. In the interest of time, we're going to kind of skip the other two. The uh, Kathy Bates, Livingston, Brittany Murphy was a little black book. And the Penelope Cruz, Tom Cruise, Kurt Russell was Vanilla Sky. All right, all right. We're still pretty close here. Uh, t uh, Tim got one, uh, Mike got two. So now we're going to go quickly into ski news of the week. Uh, again, we don't have too much time, guys, so we're going to have to go quick here. Um, I'm just curious, your initial thoughts, Icon, Epic, Mountain Collective, all the season passes are on sale for next season. Uh, right now, uh, Icon is trying to do like this, uh, you know, uh, buy now, and you might be able to, you know, get a credit on your ski pass if for some reason we can't ski next uh, next winter. Um, not sure exactly what we're going to go, but just just in a, in a sentence or two, uh, what you, an early thoughts on on seas, uh, ski passes next season? Are we uh, are you firm on Icon again? We're, so we've been Icon listeners. We're Icon group, and we were I think Max passes before that. Um, are we thinking maybe go Epic? Uh, something else? Just a, a couple sentences. I'm I'm up for switching it up, but I don't know. Right now, I'm kind of in a, a wait and see kind of mentality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's no rush other than a, a an arbitrary deadline that the companies <laughs> tell us you could save 50 bucks or something on. How about you, uh, Mike? Uh, any initial thoughts? Yeah, I think the whole group's thinking about that, you know, with doing Max Pass and then Icon the last two years. Um, it'd be nice to mix it up. Um, but, uh, you know, to give up being able to ski Killington um, for, you know, chemo and Stowe is kind of a trade-off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think either way you can't lose. I think they're both uh, they're both great. All right. Well, we will leave it there, and we will see. Stay tuned, listeners. All right. Last game, also a new game. Where this one's called uh, it's called Last Chairs. The segment segment, <laughs> and the game is multiple choice. So I have a couple questions, uh, multiple choice. I'm gonna give you the answers, and you guys just jump in with your uh, with your your pick, and then uh, we're gonna go to a quick round of uh, last thoughts, final thoughts, and then we gotta wrap it up. So here we go. Without further ado, uh, multiple choice. Aspen is home to approximately how many billionaires? 25, 50, 75, or 100? Mike. I'm going to go with 100. Tim. 75. It is actually 50. 50 billionaires in Aspen. Uh, what year did the historic Hotel Jerome open in downtown Aspen? 1885, 1889, 1899, or 1902? Mike. 1899. Tim. 1902. Uh, also wrong. <laughs> 1889. <laughs> uh, the same guy who was half owner of Macy's. Uh, what college uh, briefly owned Aspen Highlands? Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, or Princeton? Mike. Princeton. Tim. Also say Princeton. It is uh, actually Harvard. Harvard owned uh, Highlands for a little while. Um, wow. I'm not sure. I don't recall the story, but that is that is true. Uh, the Silver Queen gondola at Aspen was named after the Silver Queen statue uh, that was built for what event? The Olympic Games, the World's Fair, the uh, FIS World Cup Championship, or the British Royal Wedding? Mike. I'm going to go with the FIS. Tim. I'll also say FIS. It was actually for the World's Fair. 
Um, and here we go. What year did... Uh, 0 for 4, wow. 0 for 4. And here we go. Well, this is actually for the game because this is the last question worth uh, three points. Tim's trailing by two. So this is for it. Um, this is a Price is Right question. Uh, without the closest, you can go over. Uh, I want the closest guess. What year did Aspen Highlands open? Your fabled favorite part of the Four Mountain Chain. What year did they open? Whoever's closest wins the game. Mike Gans, go ahead. 1939. Tim? Uh, 1944. 1958, Tim wins! <laughs> All right. Is that time? Uh, so, actually, I, I gave you the answer in the true or false uh, in, in the narrative, which is kind of funny. But um, so, yeah, we um, we just want to keep it fun at the the last question. Um, so that but that is uh, that is the game. Thank you guys for playing. We ran out of time, so we can't do more games. I want to go right to final thoughts around the horn. Uh, the section is called Après Ski. Uh, do you have any upcoming skiing? No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, fun stuff coming up um, or any final thoughts of Aspen that we didn't get to earlier. Gentlemen, Mike. Final thoughts on Aspen? Anything we didn't get to? Or is it just ski fast, take, take, take chances? Oh, man. <laughs> Cut that out. So this was our first ski trip as a group with two children under the age of one on the trip with us. Yep. Um, and I will say that uh, daycare at the daycare is at Snowmass, um, which was also very helpful with staying there. Um, they were fantastic with them. It is definitely not cheap. I think it was close to 200 bucks a day, but was well worth it. And they uh, were fantastic with our daughter. And, um, you know, we felt very comfortable with leaving her with them. And uh, it looked like a fantastic facility. And it's right at the base of the mountain. So um, it was really easy for drop-offs and pickups and all that kind of stuff. No, so, it's, that's great to point um, out. Overall experience was amazing. No, it's great to point out. Families need to know that. That's the first thing they think of when they're trying to plan a trip. Uh, Timmy, final thoughts on Aspen. Anything we didn't get to? Anything coming up that about skiing you want or snowboarding you wanted to uh, throw out there? Uh, Aspen, I I'd definitely go again. Um, if you're doing multiple days like like we did back to back, definitely recommend getting a place or having access to uh, a sauna or a hot tub <laughs> for all those sore muscles um, from from the long days back to back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I def definitely go back to Aspen. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to leave it there. Well, thank you so much to our guests. Thank you to our listeners. Find us on Twitter at Powderhound Skis. Even better, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just type in Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds. <laughs>